0: back to Awakening Reformation where reformation awakens now. My name is Grant and joined with me is my beautiful wife Erica of the Weaker Vessel.
1: Hello everyone.
0: If you want to get to know more about Awakening Reformation podcast, we're a part of Rebel Alliance Media. So go to rebelliancemedia.com, look us up on iTunes or wherever you like to download your podcasts and subscribe so you get all of our new content. Subscribe to our YouTube channel where we have eschatology series 101 eschatology 201 is coming out shortly and
1: our little intro here is getting a little too lengthy i think we just need to be like hey go to rebel alliance media check out the cool stuff the end i like it okay
0: that's it (laughs) and we're on social media
1: go check it out guys you know we got good stuff go find more good stuff
0: and if you want to pay for that good stuff, go to Patreon.com <laughs> slash Rebel Alliance.
1: There's some good stuff you don't have to pay for, and there's some other good stuff you do have to pay for.
0: And then if you want to pay for all the good stuff, go you to Patreon. Just,
1: or you could just give us your money, too.
0: <laughs> yeah, you can send us money through Facebook.
1: Well, we have a... <laughs> Patreon. Yeah.
0: <laughs> just eight-way. Just That's all options. Just try I mean, to You give can you...
1: send us money however you want. I right. take check, cash. Yeah,
0: we're not picky <laughs> when it comes to that. <laughs>
1: Mom, stop texting me. My mother is taking care of our three children for the month of August, so I want to make sure they're still alive.
0: So I know Eddie is out to the movies. What's she doing with the girls?
1: I have no idea, but I'm about to find out. I have a feeling. Eating tacos.
0: Oh, well, that sounds like a wonderful time.
1: Okay. Good stuff.
0: That's awesome. All right.
1: Okay, so for those of you who've been around listening to our podcast for any amount of time, y'all should know that one of my best friends, Sandra. Sandra Rowlett. You can find her on Facebook. (laughs) She and I talk frequently, and we tend to just, I don't know, think about weird things and bounce ideas and biblical concepts off of each other. And today, our strange topic for the day was, basically our our subject for today was, which apostate has been the worst? (laughs) And there's been several different Famous biblical people who've come out as apostate recently. Right. In the last year or 2
0: mm-hmm. um, People with pretty large followings? platforms. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So, obviously, like, we've already talked about the Joshua Harris thing. Yeah. Now, there's this Hillsong guy that came out, mm-hmm. Marty Sampson. Yes. And then there was, like, Sally Lloyd-Jones, mm-hmm. who is the author of the Jesus Storybook Bible. Yeah. And she, I don't know, she published, like, a book... A year ago or so, maybe.
0: Yeah, a children's book.
1: I don't even know what it was about. But all I know is in one of her illustrations, there were two men holding hands in the park. Yeah. And it just like set off this firestorm. And basically, she is now like a proponent for LGBTQ whatever rights. Yeah.
0: Someone had retweeted. She basically supported the idea for the book that. Because our world includes these people, then if you're going to draw something about our world, then it's perfectly fine and okay, and you should draw them into it.
1: Mm -hmm. That was what she said. Yeah, that was the gist. She tried to play, she tried to soft pedal, basically, like, I'm going to try and have a foot in both camps. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah. But you guys know how popular her Jesus Storybook Bible has become, and I think part of that is because Tim Keller wrote the foreword to it. And it does have a more redemptive historical look at it, where you know every story whispers yeah, Jesus' name. I mean, and so it,
1: depending it, on where you are with the two CV thing, like it's probably right. the best children's Bible out there.
0: Right. So when this came out with her children's book, it was obviously quite alarming.
1: Yeah, for sure. So that kind of happened. That wasn't nearly as big of a hoopla do. as this Joshua Harris thing has been, though. Right. And now the lead singer of Skillet has come out and blasted all these men who basically have renounced the faith mm-hmm. and just kind of given them a what what
0: yeah his post on facebook was incredible. john cooper is his name yeah john cooper you can go find it
1: i just want to say i've never liked skillet on principle but it makes me want <laughs> to like skillet after reading
0: yeah me what too he wrote i have never been a fan either but after uh reading his words that were so strong, clear. Good
1: for him, right?
0: Yeah. And and I you know the thing is is in the Christian music world or just the Christian market of anything, mm-hmm. there is a huge majority that are obviously not walking away from the faith. And so it's awesome to even see someone just stand up and be the voice for Be a
1: little bit bold.
0: Yeah, just be the voice for that percentage. I'm sure there's a big percentage that are walking away with the Joshua Harris's. And, like, but, this
1: deconversion thing has become so yeah. popular. And maybe not even, like, Christians who would say, hey, I am openly apostate. I'm openly walking yeah, away from the faith. Right. But people who get as close as they possibly can yeah. to that position. I mean, I can think of a slew of people. Mm-hmm. The hat makers of the world, the Held Evans, a lot of women being super sketched. Well,
0: it, like, jars of clay.
1: Yeah. Uh what's his name? Matt Hasseltine or Hasseltine, something like that.
0: Yeah, Hasseltine reminds me of Ovaltine. I know that's why I kinda didn't want
1: to say that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, Under Oath. Like I loved Under Oath Gillespie, and Gillespie, were... Aaron Gillespie is Yeah, that his name? I mean they're just Yeah. They 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 re look at their Christianity. Uh-huh. And you know they really try and find out their true faith,
1: and it's just kind of like this woke Christian thing right that's now, true too not woke in the awakening reformation sense of the term woke which but is woke biblical. in the biblical, but woke in the non biblical sense of the term, mm-hmm. Woke yeah. in the bad way it's called being in a nightmare <laughs> that's right, <laughs>
0: <laughs> so talking about all of these different uh things going on, and what came to mind is which one's worse like. What what situation is worse? Which, which... Yeah,
1: that's how our conversation went. Like, so how do you respond to the Sally Lloyd-Jones, who was just an author, mm-hmm. versus the Joshua Harris, who was the pastor...
0: Of a megachurch.
1: Yeah. And, like, I mean, obviously he was an author, too. Mm-hmm. But, like, Sally's sphere is a little bit smaller than, like, her influence. I don't want to say smaller, but, yeah. like, you can have a Jesus Storybook Bible in your home... And I wouldn't say, go burn it. Mm-hmm. But if you're still listening to Joshua Harris's sermons, I'd probably caution you to stop.
0: Right. If you're signing up for his conferences now. Yeah. We tell you, stop. That's not good.
1: So then, does that make one sin greater than the other sin? And this is kind of our con- how our conversation went. Mm-hmm. A little peek behind the scenes of the <laughs> idiosyncrasies that we discuss.
0: Yeah. I think for us, it was a... Uh, influence thing It was there, and there. Mark,
1: Mark Driscoll too Sorry to cut you off But like Mark Driscoll yeah. He was a, Not that he's apostate But like he was a really big pastor mm-hmm. Lots of influence And has now I mean he's had some really questionable content Come out of his church This
0: is true Yeah
1: it's, His new church Trinity yeah. Something or other. So, would you tell someone because Mark Driscoll used to be fairly solid? Now, obviously, like we have theological differences with even yeah. OG Mark Driscoll teachings, mm-hmm. but like he was, he had some really helpful content. Right. Would you still direct people to like the real marriage book as like being a helpful tool?
0: I probably would, but
1: we have one in our bookshelf. We do.
0: <laughs> but, you know, maybe, maybe I just need to read. Some more books on marriage because I know.
1: Yeah, you should.
0: There are. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm writing that down right now uh, because I know there are several other good books on marriage by reform guys and I just haven't read them. So maybe if I read them, that's what I would recommend. But his book on marriage was really good.
1: It's very practical.
0: So and, and he I don't know anyone else who addresses pornography like he does did. hmm. And and was really helpful, so...
1: But you certainly wouldn't but continue I'm not to telling, point people to... No,
0: I'm not telling people to go listen to Trinity Church's sermons, you right. know? Right, yeah. No, definitely not at all. Okay, so... Can't trust him anymore. Do you know what I mean? Like, I can't trust that he's still going to be the same teacher he was before. Well, because he's
1: flip-flop, so what's to say he's not going to just continue to, like, yeah. degrade almost, you know?
0: Yeah, and even now being confessional, I'm like, I mean, he doesn't even belong to a network anymore, Right. Um. As far as I know. And at least X 29 sort of held people to that agreement, you know, the network's agreement. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, you and I are confessional now. And so that obviously gives people a uh, left and right limits. Right. So you can trust somebody.
1: And you're n- not even saying, like, you have to be confessional no, in order no, 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 for me no. to recommend one of your resources. No. Like, if you have a good resource, you have a good resource. And if it's scriptural, well, that's, that's great. We can still yeah. recommend it, but... What we're saying is you've already proven yourself to be unstable, and you don't even have, like, a confession to lean up against. Exactly. So you're just going to continue more than likely to fall. Right. I mean, by the grace of God, I hope not, but I'm just saying that's possible, and you have to be cautious of that. So are we saying, then, that all sins are equal? Because that's the thing that you hear all the time in the church, or at least I did growing up, and Mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure I was taught, like, in every Sunday school, in every... youth group setting, like all sins are equal and they all damn you to hell. So you need to be gracious and not judge each other.
0: So I think you kind of showed your cards on one level of this question, which is that any sin condemns you to hell and any sin makes you guilty before God. Right. And the punishment for any sin is death.
1: Yeah. So the Westminster question 84 The Westminster Shorter Catechism question Mm -hmm. says, what does every sin deserve? Every sin deserveth God's wrath and curse, both in this life and that which is to come. So every single sin makes you deserving of God's wrath and curses. So no matter the sin, like that's the inevitable outcome of sin. Exactly. There is no sin that doesn't heap wrath and God's curses upon you.
0: Yeah. Now, to answer the question practically, I already made people think where we're going with this. <laughs> the Westminster Shorter Catechism, question 83, says this. Are all transgressions of the law equally heinous? I love answer love that word heinous. I know, right? It's, Old English is fantastic. Answer. Some sins in themselves, by reason of several aggravations, are more heinous than In the sight of God, than others. So, Westminster is saying, yes, some sins are more heinous and by reason and several aggravations.
1: (laughs) So, that's what the Westminster says. What we're saying is, you can even see this very practically how every Mm -hmm. sin is not actually equal in the sense of it has equal consequences. Right. Equal implications, equal...
0: Ramifications.
1: Yeah, like, it's it's going to look very different. And actually, one of the sins that we were talking about, which is very popular right now, is the sin of homosexuality. And our culture is right. embracing it and loves it and calls it, you know, a Brave. virtue. Yeah, it calls it a virtue. It's taking it's mm-hmm. taken a vice and made it into a virtue. Yeah. Scripture clearly teaches that it is not, in fact, a virtue. Mm-hmm. And so when people like this Joshua Harris guy and... You know, even Sally Lloyd-Jones drawing pictures of men holding hands and putting them in a children's book and Mm -hmm. so on and so forth. The Bible talks about that being a judgment.
0: Yeah. You read in Romans chapter 1 that because of people continuously turning away from God, people continuously not worshiping him as the creator, that they are worshiping creation instead... God gives them over. It is a judgment that God gives them over to unnatural passions and lusts, which is homosexuality. Romans chapter 1 is really clear about that. Paul Mm -hmm. shows that this sin of homosexuality is not like any other sin. It's it's at the end of the road that God has finally said, okay, I'm going to let you go. Yeah, have Mm -hmm. at it. Now you've delved into something deeper, darker, and worse. It's not the same as adultery or other sins because with adultery, right? Let's take me for instance. That's not. Okay.
1: <laughs> with Bob. Ad- let's talk about Bob. So
0: if Bob is committing adultery um with another woman. Sarah. Sarah. <laughs> but sorry. Sarah's not his wife. Sarah's not his wife.
1: Vicky's his wife.
0: Vicky's his wife. The The problem there is it's just wrong woman. But if he is committing sexual sin with another man it's also we'll call him roy it's also not his wife <laughs> and also not even a girl like it is worse you know it's what also I mean?
1: not vicky it's roy that's
0: right <laughs> if, if any of these names are your name <laughs> listening this does not represent you or anything we think about your life
1: <laughs> i don't know any people well, i do know a sarah but yeah plenty sarahs sorry sarah
0: But I think what the Westminster is saying by reason, like, you can look at certain sins and go, yeah, that's worse than that one. It is.
1: Yeah, like, telling a lie is much, I don't want to say smaller of a sin, but it is a smaller sin than adultery.
0: Yeah, there are lesser aggravations Mm -hmm. that accompany that sin than adultery.
1: Well, and even repenting from lying, any parent does this all the time, I'm sure. Right. But, like your child repenting from a lie that you caught them in looks much different than your husband coming home and telling you he's hooking up with Roy.
0: Yeah, oh, jeez. I thought you were going to say Sarah. <laughs> <laughs> and then Either one's then bad. you and Roy. <laughs> right, because they, they could be, what have you worked with this person? Well, now it, job's affected, you know, and... But
1: even, like, what does it do to the family? Like, when, you, when adultery is committed, there are so many implications. Yeah. It's so much right. greater... Greater pain, mm-hmm. greater betrayal than your child lying about whether they stole mm-hmm. a piece of candy or something.
0: Yeah, like recovering from that is a heck of a lot harder than recovering right. from a lie. And you just tell the truth, and then okay, good. Now we know the truth. Right. It may not. And even in even in lying, some lies are worse than other lies. Still lie, mm-hmm. right? Again, still condemns you before God. Yeah, absolutely. We're talking horizontal here between people. Yes, some sins are worse than others.
1: And I think that another aspect of this too is the position of power or authority the person has when they sin.
0: Yeah, I think that's what was getting at us when we were uh, considering all these different circumstances.
1: Like, yeah, so when your husband sins against you, he's a mature adult and someone you've covenanted your life to, Mm -hmm. that is much different than like a very small child who has very minuscule understanding of the world around him.
0: Right. And he takes a piece of gum out of your purse.
1: Right. Doesn't mean you don't discipline the child or whatever, but it, but because of the position of the person who is doing the sin, how mm-hmm. it affects you is going to be different. And I would even say that's true of people like Joshua Harris mm-hmm. and this Hillsong guy, Marty Sampson. Yeah. Like for some reason that seems like a greater betrayal than the Sally Lloyd Jones who – just as a storybook author.
0: Yeah, because they held positions where it's assumed to some degree or another that you follow them, that you trust them in what they're doing and that you, right, especially Joshua Harris, when he was a pastor, writer, conference speaker. I mean, he did it all.
1: Well, and as a pastor, you are held to a higher standard.
0: And yeah, teachers are held to a much stricter judgment, right?
1: So there's that aspect of it too. Like you do, you yeah. do expect something greater from your pastor than you do just somewhat some random author that you like their storybook.
0: Yeah, and with the Hillsong guy, Marty Sampson,
1: don't even get me started on the whole worship <laughs> thing.
0: Know, no, I'm, I'm not trying to, because <laughs> I know that will that's take like us a whole, whole other, other direction. Yeah, but that's but,
1: another. That's a, for another day. <laughs> but as far
0: as their group is concerned, his job was to write songs that led people into worship, right? So that is very weighty. And so him sinning and walking away from the faith and saying, I don't really understand this or know this anymore.
1: I mean, you have to say, like, no one was really surprised when we saw this coming out of a Hillsong Church, right? Like, this is no shock to anyone. Like, when the theology is as bad and as shallow as it was... Mm I'm really not surprised he doesn't have a deep faith.
0: Yeah, no, I completely agree with you. It's like a pastoral staff at Joel Osteen's church, like, walked away from the faith. Yeah, like, no shock. Is that really what he walked, did he really walk away from the faith?
1: Yeah, would you call that apostasy or would you just (laughs) call that logical?
0: Was he ever really, I mean, it's kind of judgmental, but.
1: Hey, it is what it is.
0: But, I mean, their theology is whack, so, I mean, we're not really, we're not really assuming anything here. It's all out there for everyone to see.
1: Well, and they made it that way. Like, they literally made... True. Well, maybe not Sally Lloyd-Jones, but, like, everyone else. Yeah. They publicly tweeted or shared from, you know, their social media accounts, Mm -hmm. hey, I'm not one of you anymore, and I'm cool with it.
0: Well, and you know, part of the Sally Lloyd-Jones thing is that we've even seen um, Tim Keller with some of the choices he's made with people speaking at his church for conferences, And the people that have uh, been his successors, Mm -hmm. the people who have planted churches from his church, they're not PCA. They're not conservative. They've gone more liberal and planted churches that ordain women as elders and pastors. And they've gone that direction. So,
1: yeah. And that was kind of strategic, too, because they knew that if they could get, what is it, EPC? Yeah. Yeah. The EPC churches in Brooklyn, in our area, mm-hmm. if they could get women to be involved, that would be yeah. probably more popular in the area that yeah. we live in.
0: And I will say there are, because I've, I've just heard this uh, around Facebook and the Internet, that there are a lot of EPC churches that are still very conservative. I do well, The wanna, ones here in Brooklyn aren't. No, they're, yeah, they're, they're d- certainly not. I just want to throw that out there because I know there are some really good ones and um, they're not all the same. So yeah. I just want to make sure. Well, I that's say that, true
1: but, of any denomination, though.
0: Mm-hmm. But as far as their standards go, women can be ordained in any piece of church, but some presbyteries within it don't allow it. Right. Yeah. So. All right. Well, before we go any further, let's take a short break and enjoy this commercial. We'll be right back. Okay. Bye. Bye. Hey guys, this is Brian. And this is Jesse.
1: And we run Reconciled Media. We create reformed, presuppositional, and post-millennial content. Check out Reconciled Radio, where we've interviewed guests like Joel McDermott and Darren Doan and the Alpina Antithesis, where we engage with the issues and events around our community from a full orb, faith for all of life, Christian worldview.
0: Both shows can be found on Apple Podcasts at Reconciled Media. Go to facebook.com slash Media to stay up to date with our latest content, memes of the week, and our reconciled recommendations. Thanks, and go cultivate
1: a kingdom culture. we're back. Indeed.
0: From break. Yep. And Ready
1: for round two, y'all.
0: Ding, ding, ding. That's what they do in boxing.
1: Okay. I wasn't sure. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, all right. So we're talking about the...
1: We're talking about the measure of sin.
0: Yes. Are, are some sins worse than others? Yes. And we're trying to argue, yes, that some sins are worse. So there's an example in the Bible... That people like to bring up, and it's the story of Rahab. Mm -hmm. Israel sends two spies into the land of Canaan to scope out the land, scope out their enemy that they're about to um, take out. And Rahab houses them and says, here, come in here. And she hides them. And
1: she was the enemy. I mean, she lived in the- She was Canaanite. Yeah.
0: And and a prostitute. But she hides them. Guards come. Hey, do you see those two Israel spies? And she says, "Um, no, they went over that way. Mm -hmm. And then she helps them escape. Right. Hebrews says, by faith, Rahab hid the spies. And so Rahab, by faith, lied. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it was James Jordan I heard recently, who says a lot of good things. James Jordan said that you see in the Bible lying that's destructive, but also lying that's constructive. And I think one of the examples also is Jacob putting on fur and... You know, basically lying that he's Esau. Yeah,
1: except for you're always taught that that's like a terrible thing right. that they did.
0: But he argues that this was a good thing, that he was the promise seed because uh, Rebecca had received the promise that the younger would rule over the older kid. Mm-hmm. And uh, Isaac, being a dumb old guy, was about to give the blessing to the wrong son.
1: Even though he knew that was wrong.
0: Right, and so there was deception that was. So
1: wives, it's okay to deceive your husband so long as you do it righteously.
0: <laughs> you better have a darn good reason.
1: <laughs> you better hear from the Lord.
0: <laughs> so I'm just saying, those are a couple examples in the Bible that we see "quote unquote" you know sins lying. Which remember too that the the commandment in the Ten Commandments is "Thou shalt not bear false witness against your neighbor." Mm-hmm. That's. Don't lie.
1: Well, we would say like there are even more modern examples of uh, businesses yeah. perhaps allowing for Christians to remain in their on their employment roles, mm-hmm. even though certain laws would say, hey, you can't employ someone if they don't take this tr- type of training yep. or something like that. Like, OK, well, the boss says, hey, these are Christians. They don't want to take gender inclusivity trainings. I'm just going to say don't worry about it guys. You don't need to take this training. I'll just forge this pe- piece of paper for you.
0: Yeah. Or people or homeschoolers. Yeah. Like
1: sometimes in certain states perhaps it's really hard to homeschool and you know you just you do what you got to do.
0: That's right. Uh people smuggling Bibles into China. Yeah. I got no Bibles in here. It's a bunch of paperwork. Yeah. Which could still be true. <laughs>
1: it's just papers. It's just paper, a
0: lot of paper. <laughs> or people here.
1: will go to do conferences in other countries, and they'll just be like, quote unquote, teaching English.
0: Right. That's always like the in, gonna yep. go teach English. But really, they're there to share the gospel.
1: Right. So being crafty isn't necessarily sinful.
0: Yeah. I think we talked about it a few episodes back, too. The early church did this with the whole uh, Roman, em- uh, Roman Empire requirement to... Say Caesar is Lord and pinch the incense. Right. But that's a,
1: that's another example of yeah. like how not every quote unquote sin or wrong thing is equal. Mm-hmm. Because you exactly. would say lying is wrong except for certain scenarios when mm-hmm. it's actually righteous. Right. Like smuggling Bibles in.
0: Yeah. Which again, you need the Bible as your standard. Exactly. To discern that situation.
1: So one of the things too that I think is really important is when mm-hmm. we talk about like reinstatement or reconciliation, okay, yeah um what would happen then if the Joshua Harrises of the world six months from now you know apologized, repented, mm-hmm. and said, "I just lost my mind for a minute, but i I really do believe you know all these things like I believe Christianity to be true mm-hmm. what would what should the Christian response be?
0: My initial reaction is to forgive. Jesus told his disciples, you forgive 70 times, seven times, right? You just, you forgive. Yeah. But he's disqualified himself from ministry. I don't think I, you know, if he's coming in and saying, so I want to be on your pastoral staff. Yeah, I don't think so, bud.
1: Or I want to write another book that Christians should publish.
0: Not under my publishing house. Right. So I think offering forgiveness and saying, well, this is how you become a member of our church here. And here's the yeah. community groups list, and you join. And here's where you know what I mean. Like you can,
1: you may not exercise your gift <laughs> of teaching <you're>, here.
0: <laughs> you get, you need to be discipled like everyone else, and you remember like everyone else. Just because yeah. you used to be a big name person doesn't mean that you should be given a platform again. You and, blew it.
1: And that's some of the problem that we have with Mark Driscoll too. And it, yeah. that one's like so hard because like the disqualifying sin thing. I don't. Yeah. I don't know that there was any disqualifying sin, except for like being harsh. Maybe like a lot mm-hmm. of his people said he was very harsh. Right. It's hard because a lot of the stories that we have heard were just kind of like, well, it sounds like he was actually sort of being biblical. Like you, you were living with your girlfriend, so yeah. When he gave you this advice, maybe you seemed it. Maybe you saw it as harsh, but like, so I don't know. Unless you're really gonna get like details of why someone left or why yeah. someone was removed from leadership i think it's really hard sometimes to say if they can be reinstated or can't Mm -hmm. i tend to think marcher school should not have been reinstated if his accusations of being harsh and domineering are in fact true
0: well and i know we don't want to sit and talk about marcher school all night but he did apologize yeah like multiple times and then people just didn't want to hear it anymore Right, I think Mark should have waited longer if he was ever going to do ministry again.
1: But you think he could have done ministry? You don't think he was disqualified? Yeah, because
0: we don't know enough. I think yeah. that's what you're trying to say too. We weren't in those elder meetings, the board meetings, yeah. where he was being my way or the highway, or telling people that their ideas are stupid and dumb, and swearing at them, and like all that other stuff that was that he was accused Alleged. of. Alleged, yeah. We don't have that. We just have the other side. We just then... have the
1: internet, which is not a good place to get <laughs> right. facts.
0: And then the other side is Mark saying, yeah, I was harsh at times. Forgive me. So it's like, okay. But, but... to some
1: extent, I would like to know what pastor hasn't been a little bit harsh. Because like, it's just kind of yeah. a human nature thing at some point. It's like saying a parent who hasn't yelled at their child. Like every parent's yelled at their child.
0: Yeah. It's... I'm sure one day we'll do it. But... Yeah, right.
1: <laughs> but, but so... Do you expect a pastor to be perfect? I think that's kind of unrealistic and mm-hmm. unfair to have yeah. the super, you know, high and lofty view of your pastor. But then there are biblical standards, and
0: mm-hmm.
1: it's hard to judge that one a little bit.
0: And listen, if a if a elder board says, "Hey, you you aren't meeting the standard we want, and you're fired," then that's that. I mean, th- yeah. They then, do... then
1: you have to trust your elders. To yeah, make I mean, the they righteous do. decision.
0: You know, and if that person go, and a lot of these people go off and do ministry. Again, Darren Patrick, got a job at one of the biggest churches in uh, Charleston, South Carolina. It's probably it was the Darren biggest. Patrick. Remember, he was the journey. He was Acts twenty nine. He was the vice president of Acts twenty nine, and his elders let him go mm. over similar accusations like Mark harsh Driscoll. and domineering. Yep, harsh, domineering, unrepentant. That in seems his to kind of
1: be a common.
0: It does, doesn't it?
1: Tendency of Acts twenty nine pastors. <laughs>
0: people follow leadership but like with mark i would have said don't don't be a pastor like one year after this happens you know right yeah wait a few years write a book wait another few years
1: maybe you shouldn't advise him to write any more books that got him in trouble too
0: oh real how you market is big deal (laughs) (laughs) so you know just the rush the rush back to leadership and back to a platform was i think what bothered people most well this is true in
1: like a A very practical sense, too. Like, if your child lies to you, reinstating him into fellowship looks much different than if your husband is with Roy. Yes. Like, that type of reconciliation and rejoined fellowship Mm -hmm. in the family, in the marriage, is going to take a much longer time. Good counseling, Mm -hmm. biblical counseling, some work of the Holy Spirit in your heart, and his heart. Ho- I mean, it's just, it's so much more than just reinstating your child into fellowship back with the family after he lies.
0: Well, and if you, if you notice in God's word that adultery was punishable by death. Right. Because a death has happened. Two people have now become one, and then that's been cut in half. Like someone, it's essentially bringing a death to the marriage. Right. Whereas you don't see any law of if a wife lies to her husband put her to death. Or you know what I mean? Like adultery is something obviously that carries much more weight. Right? right. Which is why it carried the death penalty.
1: And that's what we were gonna say too. Like when you look at God's law, it's so wise with how he does give certain punishments to certain sins mm-hmm. and certain means of reconciliation and restitution. And Sandra and I were just talking about this too with our children. Like when they steal a piece of gum out of the purse mm-hmm. for for instance. Like we have been doing with our kids, hey, if you steal from mommy, you have to pay back three or five times what you know you right. stole from me. So that piece of gum is worth 10 cents. Now you owe mommy 50 cents right. or whatever. And they have to pay it back. And if they don't have money, well, now you're doing 50 cents worth of labor because you owe that to the person that you steal from. Because
0: right. you find that in, in the law, in right. God's law, that in certain circumstances, if you stole something, you had to pay five back.
1: Right. But while I think that is just an effective way of of Parenting. building, yeah, building relationships <laughs> yeah. between you and your child, it's also just wise because God knows how to like bring back fellowship and right, restore yeah. fellowship. Mm-hmm. So in some sense, I just think, hey, maybe it seems like your kid giving you fifty cents doesn't really seem like that's going to do a whole lot, but you just have to trust like this is how God designed for things to work, and to like just rest in that and say if God says do it this way, then I'm going to do it this way because he's wiser than I.
0: Right. In In Christ is hidden all the riches of wisdom. And so why wouldn't we go there for that? And-,
1: and there's a difference between sins and accidents too. Yes. Like if your kid steals a piece of gum, that's a sin. If your kid is playing baseball in the backyard and the baseball goes through your window... Accident. That's an accident. Mm-hmm. Like your your kid doesn't have to pay for five windows, you know? <laughs>
0: That's a lot of chores. That
1: would be wicked for you to do that to your child.
0: Yeah. And the law had the lex telionis, right? Eye for an eye. Things were even. And God, like you said, had this wisdom to bring about reconciliation and to bring about unity again, right? Fellowship unity. Whereas typically the world, when humans have come up with their own laws- like in Sharia law, you steal, you get your hand cut off. Yeah. You don't just pay back what that person has lost. You didn't steal a hand or maybe you did steal a hand. Uh, but I don't
1: know what you're going to do there.
0: Yeah. Even our laws now, you steal, you don't even pay back the person you stole from. You pay the state and then you have a wrecker the rest of your life and you have to do all this extra stuff. We, we require so much more and we aren't being respectful of the dignity of the other person and giving a just punishment or just restitution for the situation.
1: So in summary, what we're saying is our response as Christians ought to Mm -hmm. be to to look to God's law for how to bring about restored fellowship Mm -hmm. and what would be just for the sin committed, how you respond to other people who have fallen into sin. We shouldn't be harsh with other people, but we do need to be truthful. I think there's... Like a a fine line there of being like, hey, this is what happened. This is what scripture says. Every sin deserves hell and death and the wrath and curse of God. And unless you repent, that's what's coming for you. That's not harsh. That's truthful. There can be some harsh, unbiblical responses Mm -hmm. from Christians who are very haughty very self-righteous like well you know i'm so glad like i'm not that stupid or i was never dumb enough yeah. to follow this person i hated them anyway so I'm so glad i was never dumb mm-hmm. enough to buy that book or you know yep like those aren't helpful those aren't helpful comments it's very self-righteous and very unattractive
0: remember too that peter was accepted by jesus right back yeah and became an incredibly influential apostle. yeah, And then we have the funny story in Acts, maybe it's not funny, probably wasn't funny at the time, where Paul does not want to take John Mark. He left us on the other trip. I'm not taking him again. And some would say, well, Paul, you're being so mean. You're not being forgiving. He wants to go this time. Of course, Barnabas takes him. They're related. But Barnabas takes him anyway, and the gospel spreads. Mm -hmm. And so sometimes there isn't a perfectly black and white Answer to some of these situations, right. but we do have to turn to the scripture in order to discern.
1: Well, and Paul wasn't a perfect man either. Paul was a sinner as well. Mm-hmm. Newsflash. <laughs> and might just, have called himself that too. Yeah, actually. he might have called himself the chief of sinners or something. That rings a bell. <laughs> but the the heart of a Christian should be to have a reconciling heart. Like we should want to restore fellowship, whether it's between our child and the family. A spouse and ourself mm-hmm. friendships that were I don't know, rocky that have kind of fallen by the wayside. Reconciliation should always be the goal if it's possible. Sometimes it's not possible. Sometimes, yeah. because of the consequences of the sin, prison time is what's going to happen. And you're not going to get very <laughs> close to that person. Or it wouldn't be wise for you if they've harmed your child. Like, you know, they've molested your child, like, I wouldn't recommend you reconciling with that person and becoming best friends with them again.
0: Well, and I think a lot of times you see in those situations that the ones who are truly repentant understand.
1: Yeah, they're they not go, upset about yeah,
0: it. Yeah, they go, I understand why you're you're doing what you're doing. Yeah. The, the truly repentant ones, the ones that are wanting for you to just forget about it and not, the ones that are wanting no consequences are the ones going, come on, really? You're going to treat me that way? Mm-hmm. But... But yeah, we, we've been given the ministry of reconciliation, right? We were enemies and God has made a way so that we can be friends with him again through the sacrifice of his son on our behalf to take away the enmity. And now we are ambassadors for Christ with this ministry of reconciliation. So yeah, that should be like knee jerk. Oh, reconcile. Yeah. That should be on our minds how do first. How
1: do we do that? Like restitution needs to be made if possible. And then- mm-hmm. Reconciliation.
0: And with restitution, we're talking you gotta be biblical because it is easy for our sinful hearts to want penance, right? Yeah,
1: we're not talking lawsuits or you drag it out as long as possible until you feel yeah. justified in forgiving them or,
0: or get some kind of selfish uh benefit out of it. <laughs> no, but I'm pay. saying
1: like, you know, if someone legitimately did you wrong and mm-hmm. now you're in financial ruins. Like, in they order gotta, to bring reconciliation, yeah. some type of restitution probably needs yeah. to be made, you know?
0: Yeah, restore back to what it was before right. they did what they did.
1: Right. Or if you were, if your name was slandered in front of a bunch of people, mm-hmm. that person who slandered you should go to those same people and say, right. hey, I was lying. Yep. That that wasn't actually true or whatever. That's good.
0: So, anyway, well, we have just were thinking about this topic of, you know, how sins measure up against each other and hope you guys benefited from this little... rambling excursion (laughs) excursion of ramblings and um, as always you can hit us up with questions or comments we appreciate it thank you guys always for listening and don't forget rebelalliancemedia.com and hit us up on social media
1: there's the free things and the non-free things get the both (laughs) Uh,
0: we pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened by the power of the spirit and until next time get get woke
1: woke. Let's start with the microphone check, one, two, first Water to the dry and weary soul of the true church The kind of things that you search, they say that the truth Hurts well, this pain is gained. So let's explain the new birth. First things first, can't neglect this at the start. I must preface my remarks with the deadness of the heart from original sin, the effects of the fall. The sin of our first parents brought death to us all. Since Adam was our federal head, what he did counted for us, and him were all rebels and dead. Yeah, captured in the mind, disaster, sinning crimes in a dark state. Alaska in the winter time, sour in our frames. Left to ourselves, we'd be devoured in the flames, cause we're powerless to change. If you feel that way. I pray that you respond happily as you see what Jesus had to say in John chapter 3.